Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and with me in the studio, I have Joe Henley, who is a writer slash musician, and he is from. Can you introduce yourself? I know that I I'm can't from a place say. called uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. It's in central Canada. Don't worry if you don't know where that is, because not even the people who are from there know where it is. But it's, it's a small city. It's actually the big city where I'm from. All right. Uh, believe it or not, but it's it would be a village here in Taiwan. I had to let you introduce that, um, Joe. But anyway, thanks. No so, worries. Hi, Joe. Hi. <laughs> I know that you've been in town for twelve years. Now,、um, there is an interesting story about how you came to Taiwan, but we're going to get to that later, because I'm going to start with you telling a story that has made an impact on you, and it has to do with Taipei, Taiwan. Your first day here in Taiwan, right? Yeah, my first night in、okay. the city.、Um, you know, I'm just a Saskatchewan kid. I'm a Prairie kid. I, I had not. Been to the big city before? Really, nothing comparable to what Taipei is. But my first night, I arrived here on a bus, and I had a job interview the next day, and I had almost no money in my pocket. I had came here with no plan whatsoever. I just kind of arrived, and I thought I would wing it. I'd improvise as I went along, and so I arrived at Taipei Main Station, and I went out the front doors, and I saw YMCA, and I thought, okay, sweet YMCA, it's cheap. I can get a room for the night. I can get some sleep. I can go nail this job interview in the morning. And I went there, and I don't know if there was miscommunication because I had no Mandarin ability whatsoever at that time. But it seemed they were telling me it was three thousand NT for a night. So I don't know if that was like the presidential suite at the YMCA or what. But I didn't have it. So I thought, okay, well, I'm in a lot of trouble here because I don't have that much money. I got no place to sleep. At that time,、uh, there were actually quite a few、uh, homeless people sleeping inside Taipei Main Station at night.、Um, now I think they kind of kicked them out of there. But then they would just bed down there. They were on pieces of cardboard just around the main concourse level. And I noticed a spare piece of cardboard sitting there.、Uh, nobody was on it. Nobody seemed to need it. And I went and I just kind of sat down on it next to this Taiwanese guy. And I sat down and through our mutual.、Uh, You know, body language and hand signals. We communicated. I still see this guy now, from time to time. In、uh, he's still homeless, sadly.、Oh. I think I still see him in Shimending once in a while, and I don't know if he remembers me. I definitely remember him. But I sat there next to him all night、uh, on these pieces of cardboard. I had my MP3 player on, and I he indicated that he wanted to listen, so I played him some of my music, and he actually fell asleep with my MP3 player <laughs> on. So I just. I just let him sleep, and we both woke up in the morning. He handed back my MP3 player. We went to get some breakfast together, and I went to my job interview and wearing the same clothes that I had worn all night, homeless in the train station, and I somehow still got the job. So that was my first day in Taipei. That is one amazing story. I didn't want to interrupt you, Joe. No worries. Yeah. But when you first arrived in Taiwan, you did not land in Taipei. Am I right? Yeah, I landed in Ta- Taoyuan, and、uh, I had spent my f- first. Two months teaching English out in、uh, rural Changhua County, and I realized as soon as I had walked into the classroom that that was a giant mistake. I had really long hair and a bit long beard at that time. I looked which like which you don't have anymore. Which I, I don't have anymore. My listeners,、uh, I, this is radio, so I, I should point out that I now have like a shaved head and relatively short stubble. But I walked into the classroom in in Changhua, a town called Hume. Kids started crying, and <laughs> it was just a mess. And I realized, okay. I have made a mistake. 
Um, this is not for me. I was doing everything out there, but this was like the first class of the morning. These kids were maybe seven, seven oh, years old. First, first graders. Probably. Yeah, they were young and uh, I was, they were not ready for the likes of me for sure. <laughs> yeah, I spent my first two months out there, realized that was a mistake. And then I, I knew I needed to get to the city. I wanted to go to Taipei. So that first night in Taipei was when I came in for the job interview for the publishing job that I would eventually oh. get here. So totally memorable first night in Taipei. Yeah, that's, uh, I will never forget that. I know. As long as I live. That is one amazing story. Did you get that job offer at in Sanghua when you were still in Canada? No, I, I, like I said, like I just kind of came over here on the advice of a friend. I had no plan. My friend had been living in Taichung. So she said, okay, go to Taichung and then uh, you'll, you'll figure it out. And <laughs> I went to Taichung and I had nothing whatsoever figured out. I would just spend my days. I didn't have a phone so I, I found a place to stay and I would apply for jobs online and then I had to stay home all day by the landline phone. This is 2005, so yeah. we, like, you know, smartphones weren't really a thing yet and I couldn't get a phone because I didn't have an ARC or anything, didn't have a bank account, didn't have money. So yeah, I'd apply for a couple of jobs in the morning and then I had to sit there all day in this apartment and wait for the phone to ring and the phone did ring one day after like three weeks when I was down to my literally my last like 3000 NT. And it was this school out in Chunghua. They were kind of desperate for people out there because not a lot of foreigners like, yeah, let's go out to the middle of nowhere and teach. But uh, my financial circumstances were such that that's where I needed to be because that's where the money was. So I went out there right away. I mean, your friend didn't tell you much about how to, she said you'll figure it out then. <laughs> she, she gave me like a little bit of information, but um, you were I was, really... yeah, I was 22 years old at the time and not really thinking... I was uh, just kind of going with it. Yeah, you were on a real adventure. Yeah, we I just said, let's, like, let's just go out there and see what happens. You managed to survive. That is amazing how you guys just impressed me, you know, for you guys to come from a total foreign country, coming to Taiwan, which you probably never heard of in the beginning, and yet making your way around. I mean, for me, taking that first step, flying over to a country that you've never heard of, is just one amazing step to make in life. I'm really amazed about how you guys were brought up by your parents. I mean, it's it's in the culture, which is very different from Taiwanese culture, I'm sure. That's, that's what I think. Because I feel like, you know, whatever I decide to do, I've got to make sure that my parents support me, support the idea at least. But you guys just do it. Yeah, right? I kind of like, went to my parents and I said, this is what I'm thinking of doing, and I was going to do it no matter what, probably. Luckily, my parents are very supportive people. And they just said, okay. Like, they had no idea that this was even on my radar. And it wasn't until my friend in school brought it up to me. So it just kind of came out of the blue. But they just said, oh, okay. And I don't know what they expected. Like, maybe they thought I would go and, uh, you know, wash out and be back within two months. uh, Or I'm sure they hoped it would work out. And it eventually did. But, you know, there was some... There were some tough times in the beginning where I was scraping the bottom of my drawer looking for change to go buy us some fried chicken or something to get for dinner, but it, it worked out eventually. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. So you came over literally after you graduated from college then? Yeah, I, I didn't even go to my graduation ceremony. I skipped it. Uh, Whoa, okay. I just, I just wanted to get out into the world. I was anxious to get going. I got the feeling you couldn't wait to get out of school. I just Yeah, I wanted to be done. I wanted to go start my life and, and figure out who I was and see the world and see something different. Um, 
I've been from one end of Canada to the other over the course. Oh, so you've so. seen enough of Canada, so you want to move on to another continent. Yeah, I just <laughs> I wanted to move on to another continent, another culture, to just just see something different for a while and experience something new. So when my friend said go to Taiwan, that was pretty much all the invitation I needed to mm. to go and get out and see something different. Did you have a lot of international students in the college that you went to? No. Um, I just wonder why you wanted so much to see the world. Maybe because you made friends with these people. Or- I think I was influenced by my family. Like I had an uncle who, when he had been my age, he had gone off to Japan for a few years. Is he still there? No, he uh, he went for a few years and then he came back to Canada and he settled. But he, you know, he went over to Japan and he came back with a with a Japanese girlfriend who is now uh, his wife of many many really? years and, yeah. they, and they have kids now and everything and my my parents had uh, encouraged us to travel we had traveled as a family internationally uh before when when uh myself and my brother were were young so travel was always a part of our lives and exploration and openness to new things different things so i think that influenced me quite a bit and my, my friends all traveled so it's just it's just what we do i think mm. what did you study in college I did a four-year undergraduate degree in history, realized quickly that that would be pretty useless uh, unless I wanted to go get a master's degree and teach. Well, maybe you did enjoy history before. I did enjoy history. Um, it just, I, it was not so useful for getting a job mm. or anything like that. And then uh, after that, there was a program in Halifax where you could go get a second degree in journalism in a year. So I jumped all over that. I applied, I got in, went straight out there, did my year in Halifax, where I met the friend who told me to come to Taiwan and then came over to Taiwan. Yeah, so journalism was a thing that you made realize that you've got talent in that, right? I had always uh, written. I've been been writing since I was a kid for fun, and I love telling stories. Yeah, I I love writing. I love telling stories. Yeah, I love telling all kinds of different stories. And I thought if I came out here and you know live my life for a bit, I thought okay, I'll I'll probably find some stories out there to Mm. tell, or at least come back with a few good ones. I'm sure you have a lot of stories to tell. I got one or two. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, more than one or two. I'm sure. So, do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have one uh, younger brother. He's still he's still back home. Okay, so will you like telling stories to a younger brother? Because I used to do that. I have a younger brother too. And I would always tell makeup stories and tell my brother, you know? I would more just make up stories for yeah. myself. Oh. Like I was a very introverted kind of kid. You don't when look I was, it now. <laughs> not now, no. Now uh, I'm quite extroverted, actually. I have to work at it. But when I was a kid, I was very quiet and painfully shy. And I had very low self-esteem, low confidence. So I had a, I always had this like internal dialogue going where I was kind of making up stories of things that were going on around me. When, when I was younger, me and my little brother, we'd, we'd fight a lot. So we didn't actually get along. Now as adults, we're great. We're buddies. We talk all the time. We shoot each other messages. We're good. But when we were kids, no, I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to <laughs> tell him stories, but I would tell myself stories. So it's, oh. a, I was really kind of nerdy and geeky and awkward. But that's, I think, where that came from, where I started to develop a, kind of my own narrative and my love for storytelling because it's how I passed the time when I was by myself and didn't really have a lot of friends or anything like that. So that's where that came from, I think. Sorry, I'm kind of like, you know, jumping back and forth and everything. But uh, so this friend of yours suggested you to come to Taiwan. I mean, had you heard about Taiwan then? I was somewhat confused about Taiwan because there's the whole uh, 
Taiwan Chinese Taipei thing.、Uh-huh. So like we would have sports teams come to my town sometimes from Taiwan, but they would have the Chinese Taipei on their jerseys, and I'd be like, "Oh, what's Chinese Taipei? What is that? I don't. I didn't know they were the same thing. Like for a while, I thought they were two different places because、mm. I knew Taiwan because Taiwan was on the bottom of like all my toys. <laughs> It said made in Taiwan, so like okay, okay. Taiwan. It's the place where all the stuff is made. It's where literally everything gets made. But I didn't know the difference between the two. I was I was very ignorant when I first came here. Really,、um, I've learned a lot since then, and I've I've made it my business to to know the story of Taiwan. But no, I really didn't know a lot about it except you know my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys were made <laughs> there because it said Taiwan like on the bottom of Donatello's foot. That that's <laughs> that's where I learned about Taiwan was on the bottom of a plastic turtle's foot. Well, that's 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 pretty good. Better than some other people who probably thought that Taiwan was Thailand. But anyway, I still have friends who think I'm in Thailand.、Yes. They ask me how's how's Bangkok. I say I, I、really? don't know.、I'm... And you've been here twelve years. Still,、uh, yeah, to this day. <laughs> so you should tell them to come visit you. I do. They'd probably wind up in Bangkok or you know somewhere <laughs> else. They'd probably wind up in the wrong country.、So. Okay, you're funny. All right. Um, so, I mean, at the time, were there other people who gave you suggestions for other countries to visit, to you know, to venture?、Um, yeah, Or, I, yeah. Well, I had, I had friends who, like, you know, they they backpacked through the region and they said, yeah, you, well, you got to go to Thailand, you got to go to Cambodia. For a while, I thought I would end up in Japan, like my uncle did. I thought I would go over、yeah. there and teach teach English or something like that. It's just、uh, there's been a lot of coincidence, a lot of happenstance that have played big roles. Yeah. In shaping my life,、uh, I've just, like I say, I've just kind of gone with it, and it's it's worked for me to this point. It seems that most of suggestions you've gotten was all over here in Asia. Yeah, because you kind of gave them the idea that you want to go to Asia. Yeah, yeah. Ah, got I, it. I had that. That you knew you wanted to come to Asia. I think then, somewhere. Yeah. And then you just had to、uh, had other people to help you pick a place. I、so. just needed people to give me that little push、right. over over the edge, as we all need sometimes. Right. Right. Oh, that is interesting. I'm still confused. You first arrived in Taoyuan, but then you stayed in Taoyuan. I mean, I went to Taichung. Yeah, I was there for three weeks trying to find work, and then I got the job in Hume. Right. I was in Hume for about two months, two of the saddest, loneliest months of my life. <laughs> that was in Zhanghua. Yeah, that was in rural Changhua. No, no fault of the Hume people; they were lovely. <laughs> but I was just by myself in a town with like two other foreigners, and I didn't know anything and had no money. And then after that, I came to Taipei. But how exactly did Joe Hanley find his way to that out of nowhere little village in rural Zhanghua County? Join me next week to find out. For in the spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin.